Welcome to the Love Your Space podcast, where we explore the world of functional design and how it transforms your space into your own happy place. Whether you're a seasoned design enthusiast or just starting out, this podcast is for you. Join us as we chat with experts in their fields, from interior designers and chefs to artists and musicians, as they share their tips and tricks for developing an aesthetic and finding a vibe on a budget, discussing where people find inspiration and how they balance function and beauty. We'll also dive into the psychology behind why our surroundings have such a profound impact on our mood and well-being. So whether you're looking to spruce up your living room, organize your life, or simply get inspired, we've got you covered. Tune in to the Love Your Space podcast, and let's get started on creating a space you'll love to come home to. Hi, guys. Today we're back, and we have Tiffany Pratt. Tiffany's a multidisciplinary designer, a creative director, an artist known for her unmistakable and transcendent style. With an energetic approach to projects spanning space, product design, and larger endeavors, she creates experiences that evoke a distinctive feeling. So now it's time to peel back. Tiffany, welcome. Thank you for Thank coming on. Thank you. Chad, we're finally together. This is fantastic. We are. This is amazing. No more uh, digital highs. We get to meet, have a conversation, have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. We are going to so, have a good time. And <laughs> me too. This is going to be this is going to be fantastic as I'm like going through the weeds here. I don't know what I'm looking at. <laughs> well, you know, we probably have maybe I hope most of our audience watches these because I think it's way more entertaining to see facial expressions and see what's going on. But, you know, there's probably a good handful that only listen, so they'll miss all of the goodness that we're going to provide today. Yeah, I think getting a sense of somebody, you know, certainly you can hear their vo- the tone of their voice, you can hear the content of their words that they speak, but when you get to watch someone and, you know, just see their eyes or like we were talking about earlier, the way that they dress, you know, in their Steve Jobs black t-shirt. You know, they get a sense of the character, which is fantastic. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So briefly, if you could, before we get started with some even more fun questions, can you just give like the audience a little overview? Who is Tiffany? You know, fill us in. Absolutely. Yeah, I started just creating, I, I don't really know when I decided to go into any big creative career because I think it's always who I've ever been. I came out of the womb like this is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) I've always loved materials, uh, seeing what I could touch, stretch limits, modify, clothes, environments, paint, hair. And so all my life, I've always been really interested in creative discovery. And that's taken me through so many different places in my life, different cities, different jobs. Back in 2008, I, you know, hung my shingle working for myself and I've been a self-employed creative ever since. And my whole mandate is just to get people to see that anything is possible, that anything can be beautiful. And my work really has transcended spaces and objects and garments. It's really anything, and I creative direct tons of different things for companies. I work in interior design. I'm on television here in Canada. I have my own podcast, my own books, 
the whole idea is that it's all a creative experience and I just want to jump in and, and try it all because I think that's what we're here for as, as human beings, as creative people, is just to, you know, do the best we can to explore what's possible and push ourselves and our limits to see what we can make. Does that, uh, totally. does that I, answer the question? That was a fantastic answer. I think you get an A plus for that one. I really particularly liked what you talked about being a creative and like it's your job as a creative to stretch limits and push boundaries. I think that's pretty cool. So, I yeah, I think one thing that I've always felt is that we all like to title ourselves as like I'm a this, I'm a that, I'm a designer, I'm a this, I'm, and I really don't like titles because I, I think it's so limiting when you're trying to create something you can be anything at any one given time depending on what the creative project is that's the way i look at it so totally too many people get pigeonholed for sure so you've busted through those so that you can work in everything from books podcasts tvs interior design i love it that's awesome so let me ask you this part then can you tell us about the journey from you said you can't you were a creative and a designer from the womb what kind of got you going from like that side to TV? Did TV come first? Did design come first? Speak design always has come first. Uh, art okay. has always come first. And yeah, of course. I think uh, I actually have the, the greatest story. I was four years old and I told my mom I needed a pair of white walking shorts and she had to make them for me. And they needed to be a certain length and they needed to be elastic. And I wanted these white walking shorts as a little four-year-old. And so from little i was imagining the things that i wanted to wear or the things i wanted to do and painting and exploring materials and mixing colors and i have a really creative mom who just does lots of weird things so i was able to get my hands on strange combinations of things and learn sure. and from that i was always able to parlay that desire and passion into a fashion career, into building a brand for a hair care company, into so many different things. At one point, opened up my own art studio, and not as a teacher, but a facilitator for people, adults, children to come and have a creative experience that wasn't like, come here and make a frame. It was all sorts of creative stuff. And it was a choose your own adventure space. And that's how TV found me. So in Toronto, there's this morning show called breakfast television and they have a live eye in various different locations across the city they came in one morning and said can you do the live eye tomorrow your studio is really cool the guy dropped out like could you fill this place with people and the rest is history i did a live eye in my art studio uh here in toronto and producers from television shows saw it and then called me to do i was a special I would say like, you know, the craft correspondent for a national show. And then after that, I was started to get set pilots for television shows. So I did a pilot. My very first show on HGTV Canada was called Buy It, Fix It, Sell It. And it was where people would go into auctions, myself and these guys, we'd haggle for goods, reimagine them and then sell them to our clients. So that was my first big break on the, on the screen in, in Canada, but I've, lived in Australia. I've lived in New York for 10 years. So I've lived in different countries. So I was able to bring different experiences to Canadian television. 
I have a similar white shorts story. I got put in white shorts to walk to kindergarten on my first day of school and I bawled the whole way there. So I think maybe your mom and my mom should have talked because I had a pair, you could have had them. Uh, I did not want them. So, <laughs> so that's my, my white shorts story. I think we're kindred spirits, but in the opposite sense. Like yeah, I want what you want nothing to do with. It's like, maybe. get me out of these things. I'm like, I need bespoke. White shorts. <laughs> yeah, your white shorts were in Nebraska. You just didn't know it. So we had to, I should have sent them up to you. So we've talked about like your vibrant style and like your, your obviously anyone watching can see your big personality. Like, do you find it challenging to stay inspired with that? Or do you just kind of like roll with it? Like what, what sparks you? I don't think it's challenging to be yourself. And I think that that's the thing that I always tell people, the most important thing you could do in your life is be yourself. And anything else that you do, your career, your passions, your home, your anything, your friendships, you'll have a smooth sailing world to some degree. Nothing's ever smooth sailing, but being true to yourself is the anchor. And so was I always a big personality? I think I've grown into my personality over the years because I'm confident in just who I am inside what I like and what makes me happy. And it's not hard to keep up because it's really not an act or a ruse. It's just right. the person I am. I love color. I love textures. I love finding weird old vintage things, anything sparkly. And I like things to just be what they are. So with my appearance, I'm always got a weird lip color on. My hair is always kinky and sticking up because that's what I got. I got, uh, you know, wavy hair. And I, I don't like painting my nails because I use my hands for a living. And yeah. I always like a good statement earring from a <laughs> thrift store. But of course. outside of that, inspiration is everywhere. Inspiration for me is, is in the trees. It's, it's in sounds. It's in textures. It's in watching how people put their outfits together. It's in architecture. It's in books and magazines. It's in travel. It's in conversations. So often I think the best thing about design and creativity is to listen. And if you really listen to the things around you or the people you are working with, that's how the inspiration floods in because you hear what needs to happen and then you let the sources around you kind of propel the concept. So would you say that that description you just provided is kind of how you approach your creative process? Like it starts with listening to the project or the client or the space around you and then you create from there yeah i i'm i'm never the type of person that's going to um you know some people like looking at a floor plan and a blueprint and the autocad and the technical computer and i'm the let me walk into the space i want to feel myself walking into it I want to know how I feel. I want to see what's around me. And so the space can kind of talk to me and tell me what's what. And I think that's also how you create beautiful spaces or experiences, because I work in lots of commercial design, is Mm -hmm. you have to always first work on the fundamentals of a space and make sure things feel right. They are organized properly. There's a place for the things that are going where so that when the beauty part of it comes to pass the beauty can really be the triumphant moment because everything that is the functional size of the space is taken care of 
And yeah. so that's why you could look at a blueprint all day long, but it's not until you've walked through the doors of somewhere where you go, oh, I don't like the swing of this door. Or, oh, yeah, this wall's a little tighter than I thought it was going to be. Or, yeah. oh, you know, like, you have, yeah. for me, it's a design, creativity, creating something is a very feeling experience. Like, we did that in our house I live in currently. We bought it and we started renovating right away. And I always mm -hmm. look back on it and I'm very happy that I didn't have a million pots of dollars sitting around for me to just do the whole house at once. Because what uniquely happened was the room that originally was a maybe a dining room in the original house, yeah. um, we kind of used for an office. And then what was kind of like this weird room we used as a living room, but it opened up into the kitchen because we knocked out this wall. And had we done everything at the beginning that we would have kept that a dining room and we would have kept the other one a living room. But after living in it for a year, we flipped those. And now we have this like huge dining room that we use all day long and it flows into the kitchen. And the other room is like a really cozy family room, but without living in it and being there, nope, wouldn't have happened that way. And I would have been grumpy, you know, two years into living in the house because I didn't experience the home, you know? I think you, you did exactly what I love telling people to do, which is to just give the house an opportunity to, to show you what it is and you to see what it is yeah. in order to live there copacetically and harmoniously. Because so quickly people are willing to just throw capital at something and transform it just because, you know, they want to move in and, you know, start living their lives. But right. that beautiful unfolding that you allowed the house to have with you and your lifestyle and your family I think that that's, that's how happy homes are built. 100%. We never would have used the dining room if it stayed in its original spot. It had one of those, it's an old house, like 1940s, kind of had a renovation in the 70s. Had a swinging door between the kitchen and the dining room, so it was like closed off. Oh, cool. So that cozy closed off feeling in the living room was perfect. But like having it open to the kitchen for the dining room is like epic. So like, yeah, like, I, I love that. Listening to the space, I think that's really cool. Another question for you then, like, I love how you felt like feeling a space mattered. Speaking on feeling, like, do you have any textures or any materials that are like your go-to or do you change those up often? I think the, the key for me is never repeating myself. <laughs> I hate go-to Yeah. because then I'm not being custom to the project, the person and myself because Right. I don't ever want to be that designer that people can pigeonhole and you look at the space and go, oh, that's something that Tiffany Pratt did because there's just so many things that are repeated. I think my signature is color, but also interesting use of texture. So because I come from it, art, I think I don't look at interior design as just what the interior design world offers. So I do play with the materials that I'll find at a big box store like putty for the walls and make a texture or puttying on top of wallpaper or I kind of break the rules a bit to get the look that I want and I and I that's what I think I'm known for is thinking outside the box and yeah. getting an interesting result because of it. No, oh, that's awesome. Puttying over walls need love wallpaper. Does that happen very often? Hey, listen, I I have been known to do crazier things, but I did use Walls Need Love wallpaper in two of my episodes on Project Makeover. Oh, I love it. That's amazing. It's amazing. No, 
Our wallpaper is to make your house feel how you want it to feel. So if putting putty on your wallpaper makes it feel how you want it to feel, then we're all for it. Like, have at it. It's your house, right? Yeah, like, that's I think how we if look you want it. to recreate a certain feeling that feels old or feels restored or feels like you've peeled back the walls, but you really haven't. Mm -hmm. You know, when you've torn down like a piece of something and you see all the layers of old wallpaper. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And so sometimes I love to recreate that feeling or also sure. how many samples does Walls Need Love send out? And I will have so many samples. So right. I'm like, why don't I just make a wall of samples? Because hey, that's what our office looks like. It's like, a wall of samples. shouldn't go to waste. Yeah. I love that. That's, that's awesome. what I love. That's <laughs> what I love. Yeah. That's, that's so my awesome. jam. Here's another question. This one kind of came from like our collective audience. If you could help the listeners on like a DIY design tip or anything like that, like from our conversation, it sounds like you would tell them to be true to themselves, but can you go a little further with that maybe and like help someone if they were like, hey, I need my living room done. What's a DIY, maybe budget design tip, yep. something like that. I think that nothing transforms a space more than color, paint and wallpaper, great textures. And I always implore people just to take a little time and educate themselves because not all wallpaper is expensive and not all wallpaper is hard to hang and not all paint will close in a room and not all bright or dark colors will, you know, ruin a space. I think so much of what's out there in design are old wives tales that people have told themselves and sure. the world has sort of lost the desire for experimentation. So if you're looking to redo a space, the one thing I always tell people to do is take everything out of the room. Stop mm. looking at the room the way it once was and look at the room as a blank canvas and then look around your house for some things that you have that you could put in in certain spots instead. Because in the early part of my career, you know, I was working with people that didn't have the biggest budgets in the world and that's how I would do things. And now even though I have budget, I still go back to that practice because we often have a home full of beautiful things and we don't look at it that way. So empty the room, take everything out, look at it as a blank canvas and reimagine how the room could better serve the purpose of the world you're living in now. Cause we grow and change in our homes. And just because the room was always this way doesn't mean it needs to stay this way. So some of my signature moves are always using wallpaper. I love a colored painted ceiling. I really like to keep things light and bright on curtains and walls and bigger pieces of furniture because that's how the room glows and has a luminosity okay. and you're able to have investment pieces that don't time out. But then you can have fun with textures, with pillows and rugs and, yeah. you know, books and all the strange curiosities. But wallpaper on the ceiling even is a great way to transform a room. Peel and the stick Sith for the wall. renters. People who always tell me, oh, yeah, yeah, the floor. I love painting floors in strange ways. So take those rules out of the playbook. Mm. Empty the space. Look around at places that you love. And I always think that you kind of just always have to start somewhere. So start in one room and then just let it become this beautiful unfolding room by room. I don't know. Does that help? Uh, I think that's totally awesome. Like emptying the space is a great idea because not every room maybe should be the way you had it. Right. So 
like carrying on with this, are there mistakes people are making that you could like help them from making? I think the only mistake that people are making out there right now is just trying to follow the herd and trying to do what everybody else is doing. That's the thing that makes me sad because everyone just wants their house to look like Sally Joe's house or whatever's in a magazine and screw Sally Joe and screw the magazine. How do you want to live? What makes you happy? What colors bring you joy? What sorts of stuff do you have hiding in your closets that you're thinking isn't cool? And and that's the part of our homes that I think is the mistake is not using the space as a way to celebrate our uniqueness and a way to celebrate our creativity. We don't all need to live in a perfect showroom and our houses don't need to look like anybody else's. And there yeah. are no rules. Like you turned your dining room <laughs> into a living room. And right. and I mean, this room that we're I'm sitting in has made so many incarnations. This used to be a workroom with a big steel table in it and okay. NSF shelves against this wall. I mean, yep, yep. your home will grow with you. So the mistake is, following the rules the mistake is the weird tales you were told and the mistake is not having fun trying to build a cool environment for yourself we're gonna just put that on repeat on repeat on repeat like people need to hear that again and again and again i think that's awesome so do you have any like cool design projects or anything like fun coming up I can say I'm never at a at a deficit of cool, fun things that are happening. I think that I like to just decide when I want to push myself and go nuts and when I need to chill for a little while. What's happening like in this exact moment is I have been working on a bunch of overscaled art pieces that have been salvaged big old ornate frames with old art and then I've been layering them and layering them. So I'm, I'm actually going to finally launch those. Those have been in my studio for a while. So I'm excited to put those out in the world. Yeah. I, I mean, as a creative person, I think I've always enjoyed having those moments too, where I can create something that comes from my heart. And mm-hmm. sometimes my clients buy my art and sometimes people, you know, really connect to it. So launching a new uh, art series, I've also been working on some stuff socially that's new. I've been doing a lot of writing. And so I just started to do these, they're called magical memos. And I've been releasing them once a a week and talking about thoughts that I'm thinking uh, based off of, it's just a quick little page, but just living in a creative life and thoughts that I'm having. I've also started to really celebrate the makers. So again, once a month, I'm collecting upwards to 20 things that I'm obsessed with that I use that I'm really excited about and I want people to, you know, engage in because often it's not until, you know, you reach a certain level of success that a creative person gets a highlight. And so this part of these treasure hunts that I'm doing, I want to just highlight cool companies. And one of the most exciting things I'm working on right now that I'm hopefully going to be launching in a couple weeks is with you, Chad. Oh no. What what are we launching? We're doing a wallpaper collection. (laughs) No, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm excited for it. You're like, what are we doing? Are yeah, we what are we carpeting? doing? Yeah. Uh, oh, walls need now love. Floors... Walls need love. It's it's. No, wallpaper. you just came up with it. Well, floors need love. We're gonna come. It's carpets, Chad. Carpets next. Floors need love is next. We'll do it next. Okay, so we're doing wallpaper. Hello, everyone. We're doing wallpaper. Can you talk about your collection at all with us? Like, where'd you? 
artistically go with it? What were you trying to create? Are you excited? Because you haven't even I'm seen pumped. it yet. I'm pumped. I keep asking Nina if there's any links I can see. She hasn't sent me anything. <laughs> well, it's because I haven't sent anything to, to Nina either. But it's all done, and it's all been shot. Um, That's awesome. The idea is, you, for me, always when I do a collaboration with somebody, is you want to create the thing that you have never seen, or you want to create the thing that you want, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because if I haven't seen it somewhere, it's because... I've never seen it. So right. let me create the thing I want to use. I want this collection to be basically a study in studio and it's all sorts of really cool uses of materials in a studio. And it's like proper art on your walls done 12 different ways. And okay. it's a celebration of materiality and color and rawness and a new way of looking at things. The last but not least is Borders, because I'm an uh, 80s kid, and I want to bring back the Borders, Chad. I, I know. I uh, I heard Borders are in there. We could ask for Borders, and so I'm glad we're working through the Border process with you. It makes it way more fun for us than if we were just trying to come up with Borders on our own and work through the process. So I'm excited about oh, well, that they're part. they're all done. Now we just got to scale them and okay. see how they go, but... Okay. This will be fun. Yes. It, it will be fun. And I think that that's the whole idea of the collection is just like sure. what I've been saying this whole time is I want people to look at this collection and think, oh, I don't need to hang strips of this all over my wall. I can just take a piece of it and use it as art or I can cut it into yeah. squares and make a cool tile pattern. I think there's so many interesting ways to use wallpaper. And I would really love if this collection is a way for people to look at breaking the rules in a beautiful way. Well, then I think we need to highlight that on on the site and in the story for sure. Because like when I look at Walls Need Love over time, it started um, not with wallpaper. It started with like other graphics and then it evolved into wallpaper quite a long time ago. But some of the fun things I've seen customers do is use wallpaper in different ways. And especially if people don't have budgets, they could picture frame squares on their walls and then put wallpaper in it as an art or a mural or whatever and I haven't seen as much of that lately as we used to have in the past. And I know money's tight for a lot of people these days. And so I think using wallpaper in those rule breaking ways would be awesome. So I love that. Yeah, I think it's time to take the lid off. It's, it's time to stop looking at things the way that we used to, because I, I love creating a conversation. And when you create something like we're going to create together, you want people to talk about it and you want to have a conversation yeah. around, you know, why, and then get them inspired as to like what else that this person can do with what's in, got them, you know, thinking about new ways to use, you know, yeah. just a simple roll of wallpaper. So I want to say thank you because doing wallpaper has always been on my, my bucket list. Oh, that's and so fun. when you guys reached out, I was so excited. And I was truly, I was truly like, it's one of the highlights of my year. So I'm oh, really excited to launch that. So amongst a bunch of other creative projects, I just want you to know my heart is so happy. And so like, I don't know, it feels like it's going to be like the highlight. And my, my birthday's in a couple weeks and I think we could launch I it heard. around my birthday. I think that sounds like a great plan. Do you have birthday uh, cake wallpaper too? Maybe we could, uh, Never mind. We'll worry about that later. 
we could get macaroons or macarons printed with the patterns. Oh, that'd be sweet. Let me, let me work on that. Okay. Yeah. You know, the wallpaper is your canvas. Have fun with it and we'll make it happen. Cool. Cool. Um, all right. So the, that's fun. Those projects are awesome. I really like the last project you're working on, obviously. Yeah, as I would imagine you would. <laughs> <laughs> Can you, uh, okay. So here's, here's one that kind of comes from the audience. Can you share any like crazy or fun, like behind the scenes things that happened on any of your HGTV shows? Like it didn't make TV, but oh it didn't because it was crazy and funny or broken. I don't know. All the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I am not, I think you can tell by looking at me, I am not a typical HGTV person slash personality. <laughs> So I'm certain when those cameras were rolling when I was on set, it was like, <laughs> what is she going to say? But we did have a blooper reel on a show I did for four years called Home to Win. You get okay. placed with different contractors and we would do different rooms. And this one contractor I was placed with, he and I always just made up songs. And so the entire episode was just Colin and I singing and being stupid. <laughs> Um, always the guys like, you know, Brian Vollmer and Scott McGillivray always borrowing my clothes, wanting to like make fun of the things I was wearing. There's tons of outtakes of people making fun of my, my hair, my clothes, oh, yeah. the way I talk. It's so fun to put a whole bunch of different people who are used to doing things their own way in a room, right. big personalities that run their own thing. And right and just see how they work together. But I would say certainly I was, I think the way I would look at it is if you were in a florist shop, I would be mm -hmm. like the weird bird of paradise <laughs> in the bucket that people weren't really sure what to do with, but they thought it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fair. That's fair. I, uh, I, I know some other folks in TV and have dabbled myself, so I know how crazy it gets behind the scenes. So people always ask those questions all the time. One more quick one here, and then we're yeah, going to go to... the behind the scenes is always... Sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. No, no. I was just going to say, I think behind the scenes is just behind the scenes. It's just like in an office, like at where you work. Yeah. You have those days where you're all just, you know, high on something and got the giggles and stupid. And then you have other days where you just get the job done. And yeah. so, you know, just like any other workplace, except this workplace, people get to see. But... Yeah. Um, you know, every day you go in and to some degree you get the job done. So that's all I was going to say. TV, no. we're just like everybody else. <laughs> no, I love that. I think that's great. So, Tiffany, the last thing everyone kind of wants to know is like where you're going. What's next for you? Aspirations? What can you share with us? I think that everything has to do with bigger, better, faster, stronger, but in the being kinder to myself way, but also being kinder to the planet way. Okay and using natural resources like color to really enhance our lives. You like color, huh? So, uh, I just, just, just a little bit, Chad, just a little okay. bit. <laughs> no, I love that. Now you did mention something about a commercial space. So you'd like to get your hands on. Yeah. I love commercial spaces because people are willing to be more experiential and the, anyone that's building a commercial space, the more, interesting strange beautiful and over the top it is the more people talk about yeah. it so that's always been my sweet spot okay. is working on commercial spaces and 
I just want to keep doing bigger ones and bigger ones. Like if I could do a hotel or I don't know, something that really gives me an opportunity to go extremely big. That would be fantastic. Well, you should keep Walsney Love in mind when you get there because those are some of our favorite projects. Like we've had, everyone thinks of wallpaper is just like, put it on a wall. We've had some crazy asks and they've turned out awesome. And it had, no one would think it's don't, wallpaper. Don't you think that I'm doing a wallpaper <laughs> collection with you not to use I, it? I know, I, I agree. But the commercial ones like are always the most far-fetched asks to us, if that makes sense. But they always turn out mm -hmm. like the absolute best. Most people think we just print on a roll or print on panels and send them to you. Like we've been asked to make unique sizes and do all this crazy stuff with it. And it totally changes the space. And I think the thing that happens with commercial spaces when somebody would ask you is to really change up or really play with the materiality of like, can this be thicker? Can this be textured? Can this be that? And it's amazing what you can print on. It's amazing what scale can yeah. do. I'm going to be gum on your shoe, Chad. Don't you worry. <laughs> All right. We, we'll, Don't you worry. We're going to become besties. I can't wait. We're going to be besties. I love it. We'll have those little bracelets with the little oh, hearts. Oh, I can't wait. You know, with the half little broken heart. Yeah, but, and then, like, you'll have the one heart and I'll have the other. Well, like, we... Like the Barbie bracelets? We kind of go together. Like, your color, I'm just black. Like, it's perfect. Like, you complement each Yin other. And yang. There we go. I love it. Yin and yang. I love it. Yin and yang. All right. So we usually keep this like a complete secret from anyone that comes on. It's our next segment and it's called, it's time to see what sticks. So I'm just going to ask you some random questions. Just first thing that pops in your mind. We're going to learn a little bit more about you. Um, yep. I love it. I'm so excited. So you were on, Bring it on. Like you were on food shows, right? Like that, that did happen. Yes. So. This isn't like an outlandish question. Like, what's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Well, I'm a picky ass eater. So <laughs> I do not just put anything in my mouth. And even Steve, who was my colleague, he was so pissed all the time trying to get me to eat things and I wouldn't touch it. So to be honest with you, no strange yeah. things enter this territory. I gotcha. Okay. I, I try to keep it like what's in it. Yeah. You know, I'm boring as okay. hell with that, but I will say on the road, what do I eat that's like my go-to? Mm -hmm. That works. Uh, I love tacos, oh, okay. okay? I'm obsessed with tacos, if that's my mainstay. Okay. A, ch a chicken Caesar salad. Sometimes Steve would make me my own little chocolate mousse, oh. which I love. I love a good diner. Okay. I don't know if that helps you, it's not oh, that's exciting. Good. No, it, they, I, they don't have to be exciting. You know, we're just trying to learn a little bit more about Tiffany here. Mine's pizza. Yeah. Like if I was on that island, give me pizza all day. Everyone's probably tired of hearing about Chad, it. Chad, no, 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 pizza is my soul food, but pizza hurts me because oh. I get myself so sick Yeah, it hurts it me too. That it hurts me. And then my stomach gets all jacked up because, and then I put the fucking hot peppers on it. Like, it's so bad. So I could 100% be on the pizza train with you, but it hurts me. I get me. it, I get it. And, and, it, and I'm a girl, you know, my pants have to fit. <laughs> Well, I'm on the taco train too, so see, we're going together still. We'll yeah. be fine. We'll be fine. So if you had to live in a different country for a year, where would you go? Oh, Bali, Hawaii, India, Thailand, somewhere in California. That is I, a country. It's its own country. So that was a good answer. Cal California. That was, that was a good answer. Yeah. It's its own country. Sorry. No, you're... USA. No, <laughs> no. no. But, I mean that as... 
California's like on its own island. Like it's it was a perfect answer. Like I love it. <laughs> okay, good. Because I'm I was like I hope I didn't. No, I hope I don't miss. You know, we no. might have to cut it just because I have customers in California. But I truly mean that. Like it's on its own island, kind of. You know. Yeah, I think I think it's on its own timeline too. There's but that's not to say I don't love California. But of those other places, I think that definitely getting uh, somewhere where there's a different culture, different. Yeah color story a different i just love learning and being so yeah bali hawaii india well that's and a lot of those places you mentioned kind of have like their own time like i used to have a place in costa rica Mm -hmm. and when we would go time was way different like it wasn't the hustle and bustle right it was like that's right you can do it tomorrow no worry that's right i love that and a lot of these places, specifically India and Bali, have makers and people who yes. create yeah. things. And I I would just be in, in heaven yeah. with them, like seeing what we could make, what's possible. I mean, yeah. so yeah, that's I could talk about this for I a long time. I think that time, should be your, that's your next show, the makers, and go around and do that. Okay, I've already pitched this, well, Chad. There we you go. son of a beastie. I, I, you son of a beast! No, I think I mean the way you talk about things. It's a perspective that other people don't have. So I think it would be it would make that would be what makes the show. Like these people are so you, used to being. I wish I could hug you. <laughs> we can we can you know camera hug. <laughs> but the, even the makers themselves would benefit from you being there and pushing what they thought they knew about what they made. So like that would that would make it really interesting. This is my dream show. I've pitched it, and I believe that, you know, there are so many traveling food shows, but there's not enough shows about people. And this makes me sad, because if someone watches this on YouTube, they're going to steal the idea. However, there's just not enough We'll make everyone watching this section sign an NDA. They can't steal it. And then you can watch this part. (laughs) (laughs) Then you can watch this part. Can you you keep (laughs) talking about that? Yeah, sure. I got you. got you. No problem. I'll be the gatekeeper. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, uh, Tiffany and I have a really great idea. Um, okay. And if it comes to pass, we're going to your factory where you make your wallpaper. Let's do it. You can come down anytime. We'll be, I'll be come there. Come down anytime. I'll be there. Okay. All right. Let's see here. What? Nope. I don't like that one. Nope. If you could travel to any era, what would you choose? Simpler times. First thing that comes to my brain, I would like the 20s. I would like... The, I think I would like the 60s, 70s, like in between bridging those eras. Sure. Just because there was an opulence in the 20s, an interesting way of dressing, being, designing, decorating, celebrating. Yeah. There's a lot of cutting edge stuff happening at that time that I would love to just know how people came to it. Art. Anyways, 20s, 60s, 70s. So this one's kind of fun since you had TV shows. If you could switch and jump into someone else's TV show, whose show would you take over? Oh, shit. <laughs> whose show would yeah, I take like, over? Yeah, like, you get to remake their show, like, for a day. Like, who, who are you going to take over? Oh, my freaking God. Who would I take over? I would want to take over some dude's show that's just... <laughs> like, it, it could be any one of the dudes. Mike Holmes, it could be... You know, Brian Bondler, yep. one of those dudes yep. that's just so stodgy and has their little ways <laughs> and they um, they're so particular and I would want to come in and just bust the place down and be like, 
here's what we're gonna do and like just mess them up no i love that they they come back and everything's pink and purple and they'd be like what happened yeah Yeah. i love that all the construction hats are deep dyed everyone's wearing like tie-dye bombs went off everywhere they're they're just lost yeah (laughs) Yeah. all the construction tape is pink (laughs) that'd be hilarious that'd be like the best uh like prank day ever if that could be made possible I agree, actually. I think it'd be hilarious. So this is one of my favorite ones. Would you rather be able to talk to animals or speak every human language fluently? Ooh, definitely. Uh, 100%. I mean, like, I like animals more than people, so let's talk to them for a little while. Let them tell us how bad my, we're messing things up. My wiener dog up. is sleeping on my lap right <laughs> I now. I love it. We got an, a guest. Here. We got another guest. I'm going to yeah. show you our secret guest. <laughs> Hi. This is Hi, Poppy. Poppy. Great to meet you too. Bobby the the magical wiener. <laughs> um, but she's but I, I always want to talk to dog psychics because I just want to make sure I'm being a really good wiener yeah. mom because having a dog it, well just any animal, yeah. it's a special experience and yeah. And any like just to be able to go anywhere and know what animals are thinking, they're so pure of heart and they're so unconditional that I think I would want to know what that language we is. We just actually rescued two bunnies. Um, they showed up, their domestic bunnies, one showed up in our front yard, and we found out that... What color they are they? White. Um, we found out that <gasps> they were probably dropped at this park nearby, and someone found the boy, and then the girl made her way to our yard, and so we have bunnies now, so I'm with you, like, you know, I had to save them. They needed a home. So, do you have any other animals? I've got or a do dog and a cat, now? and fish, and bunny. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. This is a magical menagerie in your home. Oh, it's all the things. That's so good. I love all it. All the things. Do you do you have kids? I got two. Yep. So I have those okay, animals so too. This is why <laughs> I think it's an amazing way for kids to grow up and have animals around and be intuitive to their needs and learn how to take care of something and yeah. love something. I think that's a wonderful thing to have. Yeah, it's home, it's so. pretty fun. They're pretty cute, even though they they've been escaping a lot lately, and I finally figured out how they've been doing it because they're really smart but then they're just all over the place and catching them is like kind of a game you know it's like that'd be a fun TV show. but don't you feel like a little alice in wonderland with these magical white rabbits well, so around? all of my wife's friends have been calling her snow white <laughs> we've had a snapping turtle show up in the front yard a duckling like just hatched duckling was in my yard i say just all these animals show up in our yard so they're calling her Snow White. <laughs> so, she is Snow yeah. White until I want to meet. She just sings her song. She just sings, ah, yes. And then they all just come yes, to her. Exactly. The number of <laughs> gifts that are showing up on her phone or gifs or whatever you want to, whatever they're called is mean. I think, I think they're gifts. I think they're, <laughs> they're, they're gifs. Yeah. They, they, that name changes every day for me, so I don't, you know, whatever they are. The funny memes with Snow White are, are, are yeah, pretty alert. But that's so good. I love it. All right, one more here, and then um, okay. let's see here. If you could become a color for the rest of your life, you had to pick one. This is going to be the hardest thing you have to pick. What's it going to be? It's going to be a shade. It's going to be white because white is all the colors. <laughs> That's And cheating. white is reflective <laughs> of all the colors. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. That's very fair. I do... Or it could be, or I could be iridescent, because iridescent is also all the colors. Okay, wait out, smart me. Um, Thanks. Wait out, smart me. Appreciate that. (laughs) 
No, I, I think that every color is magical in its own way, and to be one color would be boring. Yeah, it would be. Not as I'm fun. I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, this has been super, super fun. Thanks for coming on. Yay! Uh, Chad, this has been awesome. I'm so excited to see your face. I just want to give you a squeeze. <laughs> Same. And I'm, 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 tr I'm truly so excited to create something with Walls Need Love. Like, it's just going to be the highlight of my year, truly. And just to keep exploring creativity yeah. together and seeing what is possible. And thanks for wanting me to be a part of this podcast. And share perspective it's really special so thank no, you no thank you like you're the one that makes this podcast possible like without creative people doing all their work i mean everything would just be too boring so we thank you for coming on and, and sharing some time could you at, at this moment for everyone listening can you provide like how they can find more about tiffany pratt like your website handles like where, where do you want them to go yep. i you can go to my website tiffanypratt.com you could go to my Instagram at the, the Tiffany Pratt and you'll see my little pink head on those little icons. So you'll know it's me. You'll know. Um, but I would say, yeah, you'll know. You'll see the color. But yeah, my website and my social media is the best place. I kind of just don't know about TikTok yet. So I would say Instagram's the best. That's it. I think that's okay. it. Perfect. Right? No, I love it. I think it's yeah. great. Well, thank you again. Hopefully we chat soon. We will chat soon because I'm pretty sure there's an idea hopping. We're going to do a parent. Oh, do you hear my wiener dog no. sneezing? <laughs> no, Sorry, you're going to have to edit funny. that out. You're going to have to have me back so we can go through the collection. Apparently, there's an idea looming that they come across the screen and we talk about each Interesting. one. Interesting. All so, right. Well, we'll have to we'll do not that. Not my idea, but not my idea. Right, we'll do it. I, I have and no problem with this that. Is this is the part where I know I'm not supposed to hang up or leave the chat quickly because I know there's something that I was instructed to chill for a second. So, yes, I'm just going <laughs> to. We'll all chill. Thank you again for coming on. Yep. I appreciate it. Chad, you're you are a delight. You are seriously a delight. And I'll get your our besties bracelets. In Thank the mail. you. I'll look forward to that. I'll send you my address. <laughs> yes, send me your address. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Love Your Space, a podcast from Walsney Love. Please like and subscribe wherever you podcast and follow us on socials at Walsney Love or stop by and say hello at walsneylove.com. Thank you for sharing your space with us.